how are you doing, mister? Good, sister. Hey, everybody. I'm Laura. And I'm Neva. And this is Mr. Sister in the City. In the city. <laughs> okay, week welcome five. to episode five, week five, um, uh, S Club five, um, what five alive, five? party of five, party of five. Oh, yeah, that's a dark. That's a good show. It would. Uh, what was that guy's name? Bailey. Winters. Bailey. No. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just making. No, that up. Scott Wolf. Oh, yeah. Um, Pentagon survives. Um. Nev Campbell. We love Nev Campbell because she's Canadian. Um, yeah, good one. Good one. And you're Neva. Yeah, so. And Nev. And Nev is also the name of the guy on Catfish. Have you ever catfished anyone? I bet you have. I told you I did when I pretended I was Amber from Clueless when I was like <gasps> 10. But you like, I was so excited to tell you, but you like didn't react. Now you're reacting. This is. Okay, yeah, I, I remember that now. From you. That's right. Yeah. Um, speaking of um, pretending to be other people, let's talk about your new piece called um, uh, Inviting Bad Friends Over for Dinner Parties. Oh, yeah. So, you know, when you get, like, really excited and you're having a dinner party or an event yeah. or maybe you're just meeting mm-hmm. up with friends and then yeah. you get there and then someone just drops bad news onto you and you're like, Oh, great. No, we don't get to have fun anymore because now we have to talk about this bad news. How come everyone <laughs> thinks it's okay to do that? Like, sometimes I have bad news, but, like, I'll save it for later. I'll save it for mom. I'll save it for you. I'll save it or for the right audience. maybe you'll, like, spin it into a cute little story. Like, you'll spin it into, like, you'll oh, take the worst of it and you'll turn it into um, a comedy with your little spider hands, little spider, like, uh, knit, knitting, knitting needle hands. You'll spin it into, like, a funny little story instead of doom and gloom. Yeah, like, there's a way, there's a way to make it um, interactive instead mm. of just, like... The loom of gloom. Exactly. <laughs> we be no web of fun. Um, so I like a little like, spider. Like a little spider making the most of it, crafting it into a com- comic tale. Yeah, because um, make no, um, like, people out there who think being funny is easy, it's not. It requires a lot of hard work and being... <laughs> Being on, being on for people, it's like you're basically like you are exerting um, yourself. Yeah, you are. It's like I'm trying to think of how to compare it. Like, like what movie? Olympian. Like, or what movie is it? Like, um, you know, someone has like a healing power, and every time they give it away, they feel they like deplete. Oh, totally. I know what you're talking. They become about. depleted until yeah. they're just like they're a shadow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that is what it's like. <laughs> yeah until you're just uh a, a, it's funny you a say phantom that. just a, a you're just a a silhouette of what once was that's like what happened to me when I moved here because I was like you're... I'm moving I'm moving to LA I'm gonna be social I'm gonna go out but then my energy got and then Come Christmas time, I was a shadow, so I just stayed <gasps> in until about a okay. shadow of your formal, formal <laughs> yeah. self. Yeah, I was like, I can't do it anymore. Um, oh. But I started doing it again now because I feel like um, in the winter months, my depleted self um, re-energized and reinvigorated, so I'm full again, just like Vicky's love tank. <laughs> 
Oh, oh I love that. Yeah, Woo-hoo. my shadow tank is full. Can I can I sing one verse of a song? Um, tell me what song it is first. But you you're just gonna guess which one it is. Okay, go fast. Cowboy heroes, cops and robbers, glamour and strife, bigger than life, sitting in the dark, what a world to see. Let's go to the movies. Annie, wait and see. Yeah, I know it was from Annie. That was really good. <laughs> I'm really happy you did that. So we're doing episode five today. I think we should just get right into it. Um, we talked- I don't think I sang that that well. Should I sing it again? Please don't, Laura. <laughs> I really can't <laughs> do that. Okay. So, um, yeah, let's get into the power of the female sex episode but, five. But, but just in case anyone wants to tune in to your new artistic piece, um, do you want to just give them like a little bit more, another taste or how they can find it? And like... Oh, sure. You can find it on my Instagram, which is at Neva Tamsin. Um, okay. I'll also be uploading it to my YouTube channel, which is mm. Listen Betch. So L-I-S-T-E-N. B-E-T-C-H, Batch, mm. Listen, Batch, which is also my blog name, which also you can find our episodes on, and mm. you and I'll be putting the, all my videos up there, too, if you want to um, watch Friends Being Bad Friends and choose which one you think is the worst friend at the party. And is it true that you, according to Jezebel.com, you are on your millionth post of the year? Is that right? Blog post? You've written a million posts this year. Is that correct? What? (laughs) What do you mean? You haven't written a million blog posts. (laughs) Where are you getting? What are you talking about? Okay, I guess my source is incorrect. And who's your source? uh, Jezebel Magazine. And um, okay, wait. Magazine? (laughs) What do you mean? Okay, wait. I have another question. Um, no, ooh, I, guys, I, I just to, had like wait. this, this, don't, this don't. much Sour Patch Kids. So I'm just like, you know, feeling oh, a little thought, zany it, right now. I thought it was a cup of sauce. Oh, oh can you listen? Listen to sauce. this. Last Ew. night, we went to get sushi last yeah. night and uh, we were about to leave. And um, the guy who worked there was like, yeah, the soy sauce is in an ounce cup. So uh, don't shoot it back. Whoa. It's not a drink. We were like, yeah, I what? guess this is about an ounce, an ounce. Mm-hmm. No, but like, who would? Sh- why would we? Does he think that we would drink it? And listen to this. No. The other day, I we were walking through Santa you. Monica. Listen, we were walking through Santa Monica last mm-hmm. week on on a Labor Day Monday, actually, and it was like I want to say eight o'clock at night. We were going to go for dinner because yes. we took pictures all mm-hmm. day, and this homeless woman was like, "Hey, if you guys are trying to go to the library, it's closed." So don't bother uh, uh, we were like wait a minute do we look wait like we were going to go to the can library we use the word homeless is the word um without without home, <laughs> without home person without residence oh yeah a transient <laughs> can you use that word <laughs> i don't know a traveling uh, yeah a traveling soldier <laughs> Um, no, a no, traveling, no, 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 a traveling soul. Yeah, a traveling house hunter. <laughs> like, you know, House Hunters <laughs> International. I think mom loves that show. Uh, a traveling house hunter. Precautioned us that the library would not be open. Wait, so can you say to, library to not to bother. still? Wait, do you say <laughs> bookshelf? A place of research and learning. Yes. <laughs> 
an institution oh knowledge. i don't think you can say institution so a traveling house hunter spotted us and cautioned us against going to an institution Uh-oh. of oh, no. to a foundation yes, of yes. recreational knowledge yeah. oh recreation <laughs> <laughs> okay okay all right okay sour patch keg. <laughs> oh you okay. know what blue and i like um, to say sour patch keg. Sour patch sour fresh <laughs> on the vacation. Keek on the vacation. <laughs> oh, did we tell everyone that you saw Billy Crystal already? I think so. Okay, that just reminded me of him. I saw him in the Kangol hat. Who else? Did, did you I see anyone see else recently? recently? Pro- probably anyone this week. I... Oh, I don't know anyone We're driving. <laughs> anybody worth noting anybody on a bike anybody Portia de Rossi no um oh I thought I saw James Earl Jones but I didn't oh. it was when I saw Billy Zane at the airport and I thought it was James oh. Earl Jones the whole time oh we'll talk about that but quickly. not Billy Zane shout out to Billy uh Billy from I Titanic <laughs> I did. I okay, up until a week ago, I did not realize who it was. The whole time, I thought that he was like a James Earl Jones esque person. What? And then the other day, I googled him, and I was like, "Man, did he age like James Earl Jones?" Um, I don't know. I I don't really want to. Can know, I, I just say talk. like I don't know if I, this is like taboo, but is he the same ethnicity as James Earl Jones? I'm confused. No, and that's why I was really questioning how I see things. The other day, I was like, I was like, that's how warped my mind was. That's how I saw everything, and then that's why the other day when I looked up who he was, I was like, wait a minute. Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> very confused. Um, anyway, so Great. it was National yeah. Cheese Pizza Day on a on a Tuesday yeah uh, which is really exciting oh I saw that you posted that that's nice that you alerted people in case they weren't didn't know <laughs> yeah or was it on Wednesday it Ooh, on Wednesday. I'm not well, sure because I, I didn't do it yeah. but um I thought mm, I fun. didn't do it either well, yeah I what didn't did think I you did I thought that was a weird joke on your part I don't remember the last time <laughs> I've seen you eating pizza but um well I'm a pizza pig remember right yeah. Oh, okay. So. All right. Anyway, episode so episode five. five, the power of female sex. Yeah. So the most powerful women in New York City. So Diane Sawyer, Oprah, etc. Rosie et O'Donnell. Rosie. Oh, she I was America's sweetheart. She was, and things went downhill. Tell me, can you hear me? Remember that? You know what? And I, I no. She I loved love Tom her. Cruise. He was like oh, her quote-unquote beard. Those were like the golden Ironic. days when yeah. Tom Cruise and Rosie O'Donnell were like yeah. all over the media yeah. in a positive way. Yeah, this was like, before the sofa jumping experience on Oprah. Which I don't, I still, still it love it. I'm okay with it. I don't, it doesn't, I <laughs> love, don't love him. it. Everybody go see the most recent Mission Impossible. It's brilliant. Isn't that interesting? Did you see it? Tom Cruise is the link between Oprah and Rosie O'Donnell, the powerful women that are noted in this episode. That's true. Yeah. Oh my God. And Diane Sawyer still like looks amazing still. And she definitely hangs with T. Cruise back in the day. Anyway, so Mm. the most powerful woman on this episode is none of them, but the hostess at Balzac, the hottest restaurant. And that I thought was like, Stuff like that makes me like when I see lines at restaurants or there's like a big wait, I'm always like, I'm out. 
I just want to go somewhere else. Like, like I don't really care. Pivot faster than uh, a dancer. They were pivoting that <laughs> sofa up the stairway on, on friends. friends. I know. I thought of that too. <laughs> pivot, 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 jazz hand, jazz pivot. hand, pod beret, pod beret. Pivot. Yeah. So they can't get into the restaurant. And Samantha, of course, is very upset about it because she's a lady on the scene. She's in PR and Carrie has a column for God's sakes. And she's drinking a Cosmo. And she's drinking a Cosmo. That's so cool. Next time, I think that we'll have Cosmos as we record it just to be festive. Maybe. I I don't know if we actually will. Okay, Samantha, we've been waiting 45 minutes. She goes to the hostess and says, we are somebody's and then points to Carrie. She's a somebody. That one's definitely a somebody. She has a column. And then yep. she asks Carrie, do you have a 20? Do you have a 50? Carrie does not oblige. She's not interested and says if she has a 50, she would not give it to her. No way, no, no. how. No. And uh, Samantha's like, we're leaving. And she was that woman 10 years ago, but she wielded her power in a benevolent manner. <laughs> so, and <laughs> which I really thought was hilarious. I totally like remembered the, um, like the big moment of this episode, but like while watching it, I was kind of uncertain as to like what lesson we were going to be learning or like, I wasn't really sure what, what this one was going to be, um, where we were going. That's how I felt too. I didn't feel in the hands of a safe yeah, it felt like a journey. I felt that too, but I think that's the, I think that's the tragedy of episode five of every TV show. Right? It's always kind of like, an empty yeah like is the show going anywhere or are are we sinking or swimming or swimming that's another yeah. billy zane reference okay next <laughs> is it does he say that in titanic no but he 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 probably thought it well he he swam he didn't sink jack sank in, in those cold waters up that was goes. actually mexico as well she goes oh. remember he's is that also in titanic josephine she's a flying machine down what she is, that? Goes. is that also in titanic i think so yeah that's oh, what yeah, he's singing I... on the when they're sitting on the the like on the on the door and they're like floating a... <laughs> okay and then he and then he like drops yeah back and into like the water, his, his eyes his go hand. dull like in but like couldn't she have pulled yes him up onto according the door? to many a buzzfeed article and such reddit like he, he couldn't just like put his leg he couldn't have climbed up onto the door like that has always really ticked me off but then she wouldn't have um then a story yeah no one a would necklace? have the, yeah the heart of the ocean there wouldn't have been the celine dion song there wouldn't have been um um oh my god a ghost ship with um ghost pirates <laughs> <laughs> with her at the helm <laughs> oh dear okay oh, okay so here we go so so i like this um, is why i was saying i didn't know where i was going because samantha's like I'll if sure. i were a man this would be easier and i was kind of like huh would it oh i thought she meant the hostess i thought she meant if the hostess was a man they'd be seated oh well maybe she did to be but honest i, was I guess kind both of like, kind of apply like, lo- i was kind of like already losing focus at this point and we're like a Me minute too. in because I, I was like looking at my phone which i never do <laughs> i was like oh my god i'm so bored <laughs> i yeah it like put me in like a a funk instantly because I was like, "What but are we I, talking about?" I have about felt here? that before. Uh-huh. I, I kind of I get that perspective. Like I remember 
when we were trying to get dinner reservations at Christmas and, um, and we kept calling like the old Simmons place and like mm. there were no available tables. And I was like, I have an idea, family. Mm. Let's get Peter to call. Yeah. You know, the hostess girl will hear a man's voice and it'll work. And then he was like, uh-huh. And he was all excited oh. and called and like it didn't work. So should I like um, make my open table profile a man's name? <laughs> mine, I have one that's a man's name. <gasps> Are you but kidding that was just, me? And that was just like for fun for a joke huh. because mom was like, oh, your friend should change the name to Michael Dancer. It's good numerology. <laughs> and I thought it was hilarious. So for a funny joke, I was like, I'm going to create that as an open table name and make reservations under it. So when we roll up to dinner, we have to be like, yes, a table for two for Michael Dancer. <laughs> but I, I like have yet to um, say it love aloud. It, love it. Okay. And so anyway, next so Carrie goes shopping to release sub- her subconscious something or other yes and they cut her card which yeah doesn't the guy behind anymore. the uh cash is like i'm gonna have to take this and he takes her card and like cuts it and i was like huh that was like a like, quick slap sales people are the worst slap in the face and uh <laughs> suddenly this woman named amelita appears and she's like no darling Italian. no darling i'll get it don't worry don't worry and she's like um it's okay. My boyfriend, Carlo, he's from Argentina. He, I will buy it for you on his behalf. And he's got a tiny penis, but he knows how to use it. And, and like, then um, uh, Carrie, like, turns to the camera and tells us secretly that, well, they've only uh, seen each other a couple, a few times. But she thinks she's fun. People think she's kooky. Uh, meanwhile, Emilita is like, we're sisters. Euro trash. And, Euro trash. and yeah, others say Euro trash. But um, yeah. but uh, she buys her these shoes, which we then learn are Dolce and Gabbana. Made Carrie think that she could afford those, by the way. Oh, yeah. Why is her card getting cut if she's prancing into the Why? Dolce and Gabbana? Yeah. Why doesn't she know what, what her credit card expenses are? Mm-hmm. Is that like so easy to find? I guess back then there's not all the internet, so it's all probably paper bills a lot of like denial some, yeah i mean and like lately i've been listening to this uh, manifestation babe pop podcast and she talks about um she talks about like the language around debt and money and things like that and everything carrie said this episode basically um put her on a trajectory of financial doom yeah because she was so, saying things like bills 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 and i can't yeah, afford and this she saying, i can't afford mm. it but you can't say those no. things according to manifestation babe who became who was $25,000 in debt and became a millionaire in the course of two years, self-made millionaire in two years. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, so on that note. so <laughs> Things are not so looking I'm, up for Carrie. <laughs> not for Carrie, but for Manifestation yes. Babe, yes. And Amelita had a life of rich men, designer clothes, and resorts, resort living. Um, and then she asks, where's the line between professional girlfriend and professional? Right. Like as in a pro, mm. as in a prostitute. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of which, Pretty Woman is on Broadway, y'all. So um, Brian Adams <laughs> wrote the music. Oh, I really um, would love to see it. What, you're not? Too. Yeah, you aren't? No, I'm just surprised Brian mm, Adams. I love yeah. him, so I'm excited yeah, about totally. that combination. Yeah, Okay. Yeah, so Samantha says women can use anything in their means to their disposal. And Miranda um, says, says something about sleeping your way to the top. Charlotte says it's exploitation. And then Samantha says um, of exploitation of men is fine. 
they're having a poker night yeah. at Carrie's. So we're back at yeah, Carrie's. Yeah, we're back again. at Carrie's. And I thought that was fun. I like Yeah, they're making bets. Carrie says she might make some money even. <laughs> I know that's so weird. Can, I can't imagine being like, hi, friends, do you want to come over for a poker night? And thinking like, I might make some money off of this. <laughs> That's like so weird. Uh, um, um, women and men are equal opportunity exploiters. And then we go to Neville Morgan. So he's an artist. Mm. I said, I yeah. liked when Charlotte worked at the gallery. I missed that side of I her as time went on. Like I would, I would hope to think that for most of it, she is in the gallery. Yeah, like if they went back to the series though, or if they did a, um, if they did a third Revamp. show, or sorry, third movie, I'd like to see her back at the gallery. Oh yeah, they never included mm -mm. that in the movies. Mm -mm. But I guess we don't really see Miranda going to like her law. No, but we still we know really that she's coming from the Mary. office. We know that she's yeah. trying to become True. a partner, and we know, you know, with Charlotte, I feel like maybe the writers just hate Charlotte. I don't know because I feel like there's really a a deep like um, change of course just at what? No, I was going to say pivot Sorry. again, but um, at one point, like I feel like we go from this uh woman that like her character is really interesting so they kind of try to play her off as a little prudish but at the same time then she's um a very driven like business owner and loves her job at the gallery and then we that's when we change courses again and she's look very like her only goal is finding a husband and then eventually like she meets harry and she um well, Trey first yeah off. but that was when she was that was her only focus she ends her quits her job for him and then we're getting yeah. ahead of ourselves here but eventually you know she has the family life and everything but I always feel like you know there's this moment in between where she was really empowered by what she was doing and then I feel like there's kind of a I don't know an underwhelming sense of is she happy in her? I don't know. I just feel like there could have been more for her at the end. I always feel like that. She's kind of like an undeveloped yeah, be, character. Who does become developed. And then like kind of we we kind of peel it back again. And I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. So on the Charlotte front. So Neville Morgan, an artist who she studied when she was in college, um, comes to her gallery to look and find new and hot the next noon hot thing on the art scene. And then he finds Charlotte and invites her to his farm. And she's like, Oh my God, like, is he going to try to proposition me? And Miranda says she will sue him because the only, it's the only way to trade sex for power. And then something really awful happens. <laughs> Somebody shows up at the door an hour. Early. Yeah. And Miranda has the exact same reaction that we do, which is like, Ugh. Skipper. Skipper. Early, he goes, I can wait in the hallway. In the hallway. <laughs> and Carrie's like, no, Skipper. He gave me the heebie-jeebies like, that he right, was at I'm the door. I know, me too, with that hair. Uh, um, and they said he was like a seal. Oh, I, and then, so, <laughs> I know, all of that was fun. Yeah. So then, um, so then everybody's gone. Carrie's in bed. Yeah. And she's all cozy. She's smoking. And this is like actually my nightmare. <laughs> I don't joking. know. I think she's like settling yeah, in to read yeah. a book. And she's like in her jail. She gets a call, which for me, I would be like, I wouldn't answer. That's why cell phones are so great. You would, because you can look who's calling. Yeah. You can just ignore it. Or if someone texts you, you would take a hammer shit. to it. So, 
Exactly. So Carrie's in bed. She gets called by Amelita, mm. who asks her to join herself and others at Balzac. Um, and she's tired, but she just doesn't want to go. But then she wants to take her shoes out on the town. So she goes <laughs> out and she gets into Balzac with that s- snarky hostess. Yeah, same hostess. It's like, would people... would they actually behave that way like start like oh, you can't get in here i've encountered so weird many weird hostesses i'm not gonna lie usually i charm actually, them true. but um i feel like there is that initial like feeling of superiority like i <laughs> am it's like a bouncer i can decide whether or not you're getting in in or not oh, it's like a, a power uh, stance that they have Bouncers and hostesses are like the monsters of the world. Um, <laughs> street monsters. So, yes. Street monsters. So Amelita comes rolling up and she dangles a $12,000 bracelet in Carrie's face, which reminded me of Dana Calvi. $15,000? Can you believe? No, Laura. Laura? No, it's 25000 She goes like this. 25000 Can you believe? $25,000. Okay. I, I want to know more on the background of that scene. Did somebody gift them to like how or is this carlo the, did no no i'm talking about dana on the real housewives of beverly hills did somebody tell her to present it that way like did somebody say something about her glasses to um kind of push her to be sharing that or is that just how she started probably. telling people i always they wanted to know more the background of that scene they were definitely probably asking her i'm like um yeah, I think the producers probably were like, tell them. Tell that's them. That's definitely one of the best You'll moments. be in. Definitely. Yeah, I agree. Um, so Gilles is there. and He's an architect from Paris. He's recently divorced, a uh, five-year-old daughter, passing through New York, New York City on his way to Brazil. Um, Carrie and Carrie begins talking with him. It's nice. And you see them walking outside together. I guess they're continuing the night together. She says she has a substance abuse problem, mm. as in her footwear. He looks alarmed for a so moment. Yes, yeah. But then she says footwear. Ha, ha, ha. We love it. We love it. <laughs> and then she says she felt red flags because he was French, divorced, and insanely handsome. And then she felt like she was on the All of the her weaknesses. And yeah, and then she, like, floats towards uh, the sky. Yeah, like, what was happening there? I don't think... Did we ever see any I other... Think they were um... taking a risk. No, we don't ever do that again. <laughs> yeah. It's like an Ally McBeal is Totally. It was kind of, like, a popular thing at the time. Like, let's try it out. Yeah, I put we're not special that into effects. It. She's flying. <laughs> it was very uh, TGIF. Like, it was the super, oh, like... Yeah, teenage. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay. Genie. Okay, so we go to the next day, next morning, where she has a closet full of clothes. I can't wait till he's like, he just, um, Skipper just like evaporates and is gone. Like fucks off. Yeah. (laughs) I hope one day he's just gone and it's never explained. I'm pretty sure that's how it's going to happen. I think that's what happens. Because people are probably like, what is this? Yeah, he's at Carrie's, Um, which again, I'm like, why? He shows up at Carrie's. Talking about Miranda. She's trying to get ready. Um, How he's obsessed with her. He's addicted. As you said, she's trying to get dressed. Meanwhile, she's wearing like an Italian, uh, like grandmother's uh, night robe. Like she's in like a house dress. That's down to the ankles. Yeah, like a moon moon. Yeah, yeah, billowing. And I was just imagining with her small frame, her turning over in the night and her getting tangled up in it. <laughs> I just can't <laughs> imagine sleeping in it's such so a large. I hate yeah. that. Yeah. 
Mm. Anyways, um, so he appears, he's talking about Miranda, he's saying he's saying he's a horn dog, he's addicted to her. Um, they have sex in the afternoon Sexually. and um he's not allowed no, to spend the so night. Carrie, like I don't even know why she would try to encourage this, but she's like, Maybe you should try to have a sleepover and I said, I don't like this episode and <laughs> why don't you <laughs> yeah, stay so- the night? And I really don't like no. this episode. I felt it the whole time. No. I was like, I and I this. honestly don't think that there was an episode that I didn't like. But and I do always remember this episode um, because of the ending. Like I've always, I've never forgotten that part. But yeah, and I always remember seeing that Amelita girl that I feel like uncomfortable. I did I'm like, not I don't remember her this. at all. But um, so then uh, he doesn't. Um, he doesn't, or she never wants to stay, or he, he doesn't ever shower afterward because he wants her scent to stay on him. And um, Carrie's like, Does Miranda, has Miranda's sexuality overpowered Skipper's? Or is her sexuality overpowering to Skipper's? Like, she's concerned. Anyway, she's I'm concerned. not. And then, and of course then we're it at is. Central Park. Uh-huh. Yeah, we're at Central mm-hmm. Park. Carrie's spending time with Jill. I love so this. So the places that they pass through are the Great Lawn, and then they're at Bethesda Terrace, mm. if anyone wanted to yes, know. Yes, she's all coiled Where? up in Alice in Wonderland sculpture. <laughs> yeah. There's so... a nice sequence. <laughs> a tableau, if you will. <laughs> yes, and it's very nice. A very nice park Yeah, sequence, do we ever see romantic. anything like this again? Like, I feel like the editor was getting no. wild in they were taking artistic they movies. really were and she was like it was like a Claude Manouche film did you look who and they got Claude Manouche maybe Claude Manouche is stylistic like that oh maybe like, just like last just like last week's episode was the valley of the 20 something guys like the valley of the dolls yeah because they were addicted to them right we never talked about that so the power of the female sex Probably has something oh, to it's do Claude with Claude Lelouch. I just looked it up. Lelouch. Why did we both oh. think it was Manouche? <laughs> I did. Oh, I did. I just heard you. I didn't even remember hearing that name. I just heard you say it, so I copied oh, you. Oh, so it. So one of his movies is following prostitutes, women shopping, going for nose jobs. It was center censored for its misogynist tendencies. A man and a, oh. and a la femme spectacle, nineteen sixty-three. I think I've heard of it. Actually, interesting. Okay. So, um, Carrie then ends up with, uh, back at a hotel. Mm, it looks like a nice hotel. And she, I agree. I liked it too. And she says she doesn't sleep with men. She's only known for a day, which I thought was like, I don't, I don't know. This is the second day they're getting together. Yeah. Cause from this point forward, I feel like she sleeps with people like the second she meets right. them. All of them do. Uh-huh. So I was like, okay, that changed. And, um, she says, after all, uh, she gives in because after all, it's a day later in Paris. And anyways. have we mentioned that she so. keeps making like not little nods to Jill, like, oh, I couldn't afford to spend six months in um, Brazil. I couldn't afford, like, I'm on a tight budget. She's really like, languaging. Yeah, and about she never the money problems. Well, actually, never does actually, that. she. I did just think of another episode where she has to ask Charlotte for money. But, anyways, there that oh, was yeah. really really prevalent in this episode. Yeah, she does. Yeah, always have she money does. Well, it's because um, she's always buying really expensive shoes. And like, by how much do you think she would pay for her apartment now? It's six hundred dollars a month because it's right. How did that happen? Anyway, okay. So I guess we'll never know. I know. So um, here we are, and um, 
we do the club some of them some of them in new york are just listed as rent controlled and you can take over it as that but like, are they helpful like, rare... like do they ever get um like any proper they make it hard to renovate and mm. things like that like they won't maintain them or renovate them they'll try to like they'll try to get you out of there so they can make more money, like the full market right, price Right, right. And there's probably a big waiting list, so it's probably very competitive. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so um, he hasn't left her a phone number or anything. There's no way to reach him. Yeah, we're at the next morning. We're at the next mm-hmm. morning. Uh-huh, there's no way to reach him. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> but there is a letter uh, saying what a beautiful day he had. And as she opens the letter up fully, $1,000 in cash, pops out and I was like damn I'd love that <laughs> me too I'm like where's my yeah no one ever dollars. paid me <laughs> I would love that I know. like what a fun so I, was I was thinking gee he was probably like have a fun day great okay okay I, to, to mom I told her about seeking arrangements and she was like god I wish like that's a great idea she said something like <laughs> she encouraged <laughs> Like God, she wishes like it was around in her time. Oh God, just kidding. Um, we're all feminists. Miranda and Samantha are now there. Uh-huh. Yeah, don't worry. We're just yes. kidding. We're just we're joking. Just, joking. Um, just joshing. Okay. Just yeah. Joking. So Samantha says money is power and sex is power. Oh yeah. And uh, at... Carrie says she doesn't know if it's a compliment or an insult. They're all yeah, at the they're hotel at the room. with her. And then Miranda is concerned that Amelita Amalfi is a hooker with a passport. Samantha's ordering eggs Benedict and omelet. Apparently, they got the order wrong. She ordered two eggs Benedict. Yeah, is she a high-class hooker or an international uh, party girl? And, um, like, is that not, um, I mean, off the record, on the record, but um, allegedly, isn't Lindsay Lohan, isn't that, like... Totally. But Lindsay Lohan lacks the charm that Amelita has, I must Do we know that behind, do we know? Maybe in that circle, she's so charming. Just when I look at Mm, Amelita, mm -hmm, she looks like she bathes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, yeah, I guess that's a step ahead. And then, um, so... Then then Charlotte rolls up to Neville... um, Morgan's farm um the artist that we met earlier he has long billowing hair he <laughs> looks like um an elderly creature like an artist in the mountainous woods and he had and she they walk in and he's talking about his paintings how they have the power he turns on the lights and it's a whole bunch of badges everywhere oh like yeah. um and um the truth is found only in the see you next C-word. Tuesday as which he yes. says, um, and, and we don't. I don't want to say it. Charlotte doesn't like yeah. it. I don't like that well, word. Charlotte, Sometimes I say it if I want to be like really whoa, funny. Whoa, you do? What, do you well, think you're British? Like, Who do you say that to? Just to like my friend. Like I'll say it like once in a while just to like if I want to be really shocking. It's always like, it's just oh a joke. Anyways. God. The British so just his say wife, it. Gertrude. Mm-hmm comes out with lemonade and cookies and like I really could go for that right now so that was you love that that's your favorite snack that's my favorite so I was like I really want that right now 
um, and ask Charlotte to pose her. And he's like, the see you next him. Tuesday is the most powerful force in the universe. It symbolizes power and beauty. And then he keeps re- <laughs> repeating the C word. And, um, and Neville, yeah, that was Neville, so Neville Morgan, uh, he could not Neville be told Morgan. otherwise. Like she didn't want to tell him not to say it, but she really didn't like it. Then his wife comes in and she's like, aren't they beautiful? See you next Tuesdays. His wife, have a cookie, honey. Are you going to let him paint yours? <laughs> <laughs> like um, not on her body, but on his canvas. On his canvas of her body. <laughs> yeah. So it's Saturday night and Samantha and Carrie are all Zach and they won't. <laughs> let them in and Amelita is there with a bunch of men I write yikes <laughs> and they invite Carrie to the Venice Film Festival she's never been to Venice she'd love to go she could easily see herself going and writing and marrying a rich man and divorcing the rich man and having a settlement and la di da di da and I was like god I would have yeah gone. and she's like bring your like, little laptop and join us <laughs> You'll be foolish not to come. Which I agree. I kind of wish there was more travel. Those are some of my favorite episodes. Yeah, it's fun. And um, he squeezes her butt, and that's when she's like, (laughs) she just established her rate for one night stands. Mm. I'm like, $1,000 is a pretty good starting rate. Like, take it. Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so she's in the washroom looking at herself, happy that she has this morality or whatever we want to call it. And the hostess um, comes out of this one of the stalls and she needs a tampon and ter- Carrie gives her one. And now the power has shifted from the most powerful woman to the in New York to Carrie. Mm. Yeah. Depleted. Now Carrie's the most powerful woman in New York. And therefore... Um, forever Carrie and Samantha had tea said Balzac and uh, Carrie did not tell Samantha why I would have told yeah me too like why do you want to hold on to that and then now we're at Charlotte's gallery opening and she um, she's letting so she let him paint her see you next Tuesday <laughs> and or her post whatever <laughs> and there's pictures of them all over the wall and all the girls are guessing is number five yours is number nine I love yours this. and she's like oh. No, no, no. They all guess which one's hers. And I think she whispers which one it is to carry. Yeah, they're playing a game of telephone and they're all whispering it into each other's ears. And it's so fun to guess which one. (laughs) And then the episode ends uh, with Carrie saying a picture is worth a thousand words. words." Okay, you say the Speechless. And this one left me speechless. Okay, so a picture is worth a thousand words. (laughs) And this one left me speechless speechless thank you <laughs> so now we're going to so let's talk so I first wow we almost about, made um, it the whole way um, <laughs> so the yacht girl i have a question to, though what do you think like what? now do you think differently of all the scenes that are between samantha and uh carrie because of like the real life I drama do. i've always felt yeah you've like, always felt that way yeah from the beginning not not from the not like 10 years no. ago but, like, now, like, watching yeah, it, like I always think it's of, weird. like... weird. It makes me wonder what was really going on then. Like, were they not enjoying each other at that point in time? I it know. bothers me. Because, like, I feel like Samantha and Carrie specifically have, like, I don't know, like, a really special, like, older sister, younger sister, almost, relationship. Like, unbreakable bond. I feel that way, too. So it's like disappointing. It's a, like, like, I feel like they're the most... Even though she is so connected to the others, like, there's something about the way that she always had her back 
Like I know, like as a younger sister, almost. They're not that different in age, but okay. Anyway, I feel that way too. Um, On to the questions. On to the well, no, and I was going to say, um, just like it's so interesting. I feel like um, I feel like prostitution or sex working or whatever we're going to call it is so different now. Just like with all the online things, and I feel like it's so much more. It's more prevalent, but it's not as. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. I just feel like it's, there's been a weird shift totally. from 90s prostitution to contemporary 2018 prostitution. And I don't even know if any Maybe because there's called so that, many but... online aspects to it now. That's what I said. It yeah, so it's so much more. More tasteful and like the... To the who's yeah. that woman that you oh, like, like Heidi or... Fleiss? Oh, Heidi Fleiss? Yeah, and she had oh, like you, her oh, little black book. Oh, you were talking book. about the Las Vegas Madam, yeah. Lee Heston. And yeah. Heidi Fleiss. Yeah, who like Denise Richards and all of those <gasps> girls came out what? of. I yeah, didn't know that. there's the Heidi Fleiss girls. Yeah. Oh my god, okay. now she's going to be on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I'm really Me excited too. about that. I can't like, wait. really. All right, let's read. Wait, um, did you know that Teddy has 750 clients for the accountability by Teddy? Or it's called now, it's, know. you know, Teddy what Mellencamp? Sure, whatever. So, what is, what is that? You know, is that like a lot or not enough? That's a lot. How many? Do you she think has twenty five girls working for her. Apparently, that's great. I'm shocked. Yeah, me Teddy too. I, for some reason, I thought she had like, yeah, I'm good for her. I like me too. Teddy. And I find that her and Denise Richards look alike, look very similar. Like I always thought that, so I'm curious. I'm excited to see them next week. Well, I hope that like Denise Brit- Richards actually brings realness, because otherwise I, I won't accept it. And people are like pissed off with Beverly Hills because they feel like it's so produced now compared to I feel New that York. Way too. Like there's so much more it's because out there. Eric, I blame Erica I Jane. Think and you're right. Like Erica Jane is so stony, and she can't. She's not a real person. She like puts on this whole. Like, I'm a tough person. And so the rest of them can't be comfortable. Like, Kyle is such a breath of fresh air. I love Lisa Vanderpump. Well, I think it's because I love Lisa too Rinna. much at stake with, um, with like, uh, uh, yeah, husband. like, his job is too serious. He's well, then too... she should get the fuck out I of there. Agree. Because she's ruining the franchise. Yeah. And, like, um, and all these makeup artists yeah. and all. It's more about the outfits. And I don't give a shit yeah, about the outfits. Yeah, at first it was kind of fun. Like, but now it's like, okay. Like, bring me some Camille Grammer back. She's coming. In, like, She's back. Okay, good. Like, I, I'm into Camille. I love Lisa Rinna. We need to meet I her. Love, um, I love Kyle. Mm. Um, I actually really like Dorit yeah. uh, sometimes. Me too. And Lisa Vanderpump, of course. I love Lisa yeah. Vanderpump. Yeah. Um, but Erica, I think is ruining the yeah, show like i don't know what's um, going on that's, there yeah mm. yeah um okay anyways awful first date stories okay i have one okay a few years back i lived in a triplex that was once a large house my upstairs neighbor was a cute blonde we were friendly and had chatted in passing in the shared laundry room we started flirting a bit via text she had my number with my permission from the landlord due to the fuse box for the whole house being in my unit and she suggested we go out for a drink Less than five minutes into our date, she launched into a pyramid scheme pitch that she called a great business opportunity. Check, please. And I left. She was not happy. (laughs) 
Whoa, this one's good. Okay, I drove about 50 minutes to meet some guy from Tinder. When I got out of my car at the pub, he had been waiting in the parking lot. The first words out of his mouth were, so, want to suck it? Not even a hello. I didn't say anything, got right back into my car and drove off. Yikes. Okay, where's yours? Mine's longer. I don't know if it's good, though. Okay. Um, so, oh, this is long. Mm, dating. Okay, I have another one. Okay. Well, I ended up on a date with my cousin once. Nope. Right the fuck out. Noped right the fuck out after we found out. I have a very large family. My grandparents had 43 brothers and sisters combined. How many? What? <laughs> <laughs> my grandparents had 43 brothers and sisters combined i have 20 aunts and uncles from my mom's side alone all of which have a fuck ton of kids i don't know 99 percent of them because i didn't grow up where my family's from i moved back before college oh um, okay my name is paul i'm a 35 year old photographer and i've worked in the media industry i've used i've been using tinder on and off for a couple years actually don't know what the lower age limit on Tinder is because I'm not a creep. I set mine at 26 because I figured that's when I felt like I wanted to be in a relationship that could last longer than the next semester. And then I thought, where do I set the upper limit? I've met women in their mid forties who would be the perfect matches for me. So I decided to open it up. I set my upper age limit to a maximum of 55 plus. About a month later, <laughs> I was flipping through my new matches and I started seeing quite a few people whose ages were lifted, listed as over 100. <laughs> and then I clicked on them and looked at their photos and realized they were clearly in their 20s. I think it had something to do with the way Tinder imports people's bio, biographical information from Facebook. Something goes wrong and a 23-year-old is listed as 100. And they have no idea how to change it. I realized I stumbled upon a group of women who were probably being ignored by a lot of men on tinder and i said to myself i'm not going to miss out on these hundred year olds <laughs> one oh, night i was at home swiping away to be honest i sometimes don't read the profiles and i doubt i'm the only one i just look at the first photo and go no yes no yes like flipping through a magazine i'm in a waiting room i was flipping through and i landed on someone she was like 49 a fair bit older than me and we started chatting she seemed nice and we got along very well sometimes it's nice to just chat with someone then all of a sudden she was like what are you doing right now I'm like I'm at home she's like come drink some wine with me it was 11 p.m I'm like okay and she's like but you have to bring two things you have to bring me tulips because I like tulips and you have to bring me Kit Kat bars. I think she just wanted oh. to class it up. She told me, I'm not calling you over here to sleep with you, but if it happens, it happens. So don't think this is some sort of guarantee. So I found a 24 hour grocery store, got the stuff and went to her house. We ended up having a really nice chat. She told me she come from folding laundry at her ex's house. It was very strange, a very strange thing to bring up, but she was very nice. We were sitting on the sofa, and within a short span of time, it takes to figure out that somebody is totally okay. We hooked up, and it wasn't an issue. The entire unexpected and the whole experience was totally unexpected and kind of cool. And 
it was this thing that wouldn't have happened in my day-to-day life if Tinder didn't exist because I probably wouldn't approach someone who is older than I am. It was a little bit Mrs. Robinson-y. She unmatched with me after, but before unmatching with me, she sent me a message that said something like, oh, some change fell out of your pockets and into my couch. I guess that's like a tip. (laughs) And that was from the Toronto Life Tinder Tales. Oh, cool. Okay, perfect. All right, that concludes episode five of Mr. Sister in the City. And if you have any dating disasters, please email them to listensbetch at gmail.com. That's L-I-S-T-E-N-S-B-E-T-C-H at gmail.com. Okay, thank Thank you, you. everybody. Bye. Bye.